the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. A person may profess Christ. They may be religious. They may attend church regularly and faithfully. They may carry a Bible and sing Christian songs and serve and do many Christian things, but not be a wise bridesmaid. They may not be a true believer. They may not be born again by the Spirit of God. And Jesus said, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. You might go to church every week, read your Bible every day, and give your money and time to God's kingdom. But do you have the Spirit of Christ? Today, Pastor Dan advises you to take account and make sure you're ready for the return of Jesus. You can't rely on your good works to get you into heaven. It's wonderful to do good things, but it isn't enough. You must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Do you have the Holy Spirit? You look ready for the coming of Jesus, but are you? Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 24 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. look back in chapter 24, verse 36. Chapter 24, verse 36. Look at what Jesus said. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. Only the father of the groom knows the day and the hour when he will send his son to get his bride. And Jesus says here, it's only the father in heaven who knows the day and the hour, who will send our bridegroom, Jesus Christ, to get his bride, the church. Now, the father, in that time, in that culture, the father would often send his son to get his bride in the middle of the night. Not 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon, like weddings today, but he would send his son to get his bride In the middle of the night. It was kind of like a game. The idea was to send the son to get his bride at an hour when the bride least expects him to show up. And so the father would send his son quite often in the middle of the night to fetch his bride at an hour she would not expect. That's what we see in this parable here in chapter 25. Now the bride could tell... The bride was aware that the time of her wedding was drawing near because she could see that the addition on the house was almost completed. But she didn't know the actual day or the hour of the wedding. And again, her bridegroom would come at an hour she didn't expect. 
like the middle of the night. Imagine that, ladies. (laughs) Today, as you know, people put a wedding on the calendar way in advance. And they send out save-the-date cards. Because this wedding is so far away on the calendar, we're not going to send you an invitation yet. We're just going to send you a save-the-date card. And we'll send you an invitation a year from now so that you can plan to attend. And think about all the planning and coordinating that goes into a wedding today. There's so much planning and coordinating that today we have wedding planners and wedding coordinators that handle all the planning and coordinating. Back then, ladies, you didn't even know what day your wedding would be or what time of day the wedding would be. The only person The only person who knew the day or the time of the wedding was the father of the groom. Think about that. Of all people, the father of the groom, not the mother of the groom, not the mother of the bride, not the father of the bride, but the father of the groom. And let me ask you, if you're married, how involved was the father of the groom in the planning of your wedding? Probably not much. He just had to get fitted for a tuxedo, and that was it. But in the ancient Jewish culture, the father of the groom held all the cards. He was the chief information officer. He alone decided the day and the hour of the wedding. And because of that, because the bride didn't know the day or the hour, that her bridegroom would come and the wedding would take place, the bride and her bridesmaids had to be watchful and had to be ready for her bridegroom to come at any moment because they didn't know when he would come, so they had to always be ready. Isn't that what Jesus has been telling us in the Olivet Discourse? And when the father gave his son permission to go fetch his bride, the son would leave his father's house with a bunch of his friends. We would call them groomsmen today. And they would show up at the bride's house unannounced, usually in the middle of the night with shouts, blowing shofars to announce their arrival for the bride. And then the bridegroom would take his bride back to his father's house for a big wedding celebration and a banquet, which usually lasted seven days. And you know what they called it when a groom went to fetch his bride? They called it stealing your bride. The bridegroom would go and steal away his bride and bring her to his father's house with shouts and trumpet blasts. Does that sound familiar at all? That's how the Bible describes the rapture of the church. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. One day the Lord Jesus Christ will descend from heaven with shouts and the trumpet of God, And we who are alive on the earth at that time will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air and he will take us to his father's house, to the place he has prepared for us. 
The word caught up that's used there in 1 Thessalonians 4, it is the Greek word harpazo. It means to seize or to snatch away or to carry away suddenly. Jesus will steal his bride away. And he will take us to his father's house in heaven where we will enjoy a marriage banquet the Bible calls the marriage supper of the Lamb. Revelation 19.9 says, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's the imagery that Jesus is using here, this wedding. Here in this parable in chapter 25. Look at verse 1 again. He says, The kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. And so in this parable, the bridegroom arrives at the home of the bride. We're going to see that it's the middle of the night. It's midnight. He arrives to steal away his bride and take her back to his father's house for the marriage ceremony and celebration. And these 10 virgins in the parable, again, they're like the bridesmaids and a wedding and they accompany the bride to the celebration. And so the ten virgins or the ten bridesmaids, they take their lamps and they went out to meet the bridegroom as part of the wedding party. And they would have this parade through the streets of the town going back to the home of the groom for the marriage celebration. But we're told in verse 2, now five of them were wise and five were foolish. So five are wise and five are foolish. The word foolish is the Greek word moros. From which we get the word moron. It means stupid or dumb. Now in the Bible, believers in Jesus Christ are depicted as wise. And unbelievers are depicted as foolish. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus contrasted the wise and the foolish. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. A moros. That's dumb. To build your house upon the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So the wise man obeys Jesus. The foolish man does not obey Jesus. This parable here contrasts the wise and the foolish, or the believer and the unbeliever. Believers will be prepared when the Lord Jesus Christ comes. Unbelievers will be unprepared. Look at verse 3. Those who were foolish, and he's going to tell us why they were foolish, they took their lamps and they took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels With their lamps. Now, it doesn't say the foolish ran low on oil. It says they took no oil. They had no oil. That's why they're fools. That's why they're moros. That's why they're dumb. It's dumb to not have oil for your lamp. Especially because you know the bridegroom will come soon and you will need oil. 
So it's just dumb. Now, oil in the scriptures is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. The foolish have no oil for their lamps. They do not have the Holy Spirit and therefore are not believers. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 says, Those who do not have the Spirit of Christ are not his. They do not belong to Jesus Christ. Every true believer in Jesus Christ has the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Because you are his children, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts. So we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us if you're a believer. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 says, When we believed on Jesus Christ for salvation, we were sealed by the Holy Spirit. So every believer has the Holy Spirit in them, and in the scriptures we're commanded to be filled with the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, and to walk in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is really the key to our readiness. We are ready and stay ready through the power of the Holy Spirit. And here in this parable, five of the bridesmaids had oil, five had no oil, and the five who had no oil were not true believers. But please note, they have lamps. Don't miss this. They had lamps, so they kind of looked like they were ready. They kind of looked like they were prepared for the bridegroom to come. They kind of looked the part, but they had no oil and they were unprepared when the bridegroom came. A person, listen, a person may profess Christ. They may be religious. They may attend church regularly and faithfully. They may carry a Bible and sing Christian songs and serve and do many Christian things but not be a wise bridesmaid. They may not be a true believer. They may not be born again by the Spirit of God. And Jesus said, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Remember, Jesus warned about the wheat and the tares that grow up together in the same field. And the tares look very similar to wheat, but they're not wheat. The tares do not possess any grain, any seed, any fruit. And Jesus said that the weed and the tares will continue to grow alongside each other until the time of harvest or until the time of judgment. And he was talking about true believers and false believers growing alongside each other, the saved and the unsaved together. And sadly, there are many people who are like the foolish bridesmaids in this parable. There are churches filled with unprepared, unrepentant, unsaved people who profess to know Jesus, but are not ready to face him. In Revelation chapter 3, Jesus said to the church in Sardis, 
You have a reputation for being alive, but you're dead. The church in Sardis thought they were alive, but they were actually spiritually dead and they didn't know it. They were dead and deceived into believing they're alive. They were like the foolish bridesmaids here who they've got lamps. They look like they're ready. They look like they're prepared for when the bridegroom comes, but they're unprepared for the bridegroom to come. Now, there are a few things that Jesus says in this parable that are kind of like unusual twists in the story that would grab the attention of the disciples. One twist in the story is that five of the virgins or five bridesmaids had no oil at all. If you were a disciple in the first century listening to this, your ears would perk up. Five have no oil at all. In first century Israel, oil was such a frequently used commodity. It was probably the most used commodity. It was used every single day and every single night by everyone. So no one would ever forget to bring oil or have no oil at all, much less five people at the same time who are all in the same wedding party together. No way that that would ever happen. It would be like five of you here today forgetting your cell phone. I suspect there's probably not one of you that forgot your cell phone today. Certainly not five of you that unintentionally forgot your cell phone. In the ancient world, you were never without oil because it was so essential for everyday life. But in this parable, five bridesmaids have no oil. Half the bridesmaids have no oil. This is not a matter of forgetfulness. This is a matter of neglect. It's a matter of willful neglect. They knew the bridegroom was coming soon. They knew he was coming any day. They knew he would likely come at night and they would need oil for their lamps. But they didn't bother to prepare themselves and get ready. That's why they're foolish. That's why they're dumb, because they knew the bridegroom would come. And listen, please give me your attention. Every one of us will see Jesus face to face, either by rapture or by death. But we will all stand before him one day. And we don't know when that day will be, but that day will come for each of us. It's guaranteed. And there are some things you just don't put off. Putting off a decision for Christ is foolish. It's dumb. Because you don't know what the future holds for you. You don't know when that day will come for you. You don't know when your number will be called and you could find yourself standing before Jesus Christ today or tomorrow. And so you should prepare yourself. You should be ready. You know the day is coming sooner or later. So don't neglect getting yourself ready. That's just foolish. That's just dumb to not be ready for that. And the first thing you do to be prepared for seeing Jesus Christ is you get saved. You surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And then after you're saved, you purify your life so that when he appears, you're ready. I mean, can you imagine a wedding where the bridesmaids and the groomsmen decide to just not get ready for the wedding. 
where they didn't care enough for the bride and the groom to get ready and, and, and put on their bridesmaid dress or put on their suit or their tuxedo and, and they just show up at the wedding in their pajamas? How do you think the bride and the groom would feel if half the wedding party disregarded the wedding and neglected to get ready? How do you think the Lord Jesus Christ feels when people are indifferent about his wedding day that is coming soon and are neglecting to get ready for it? Look at verse 5. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. The bridegroom was delayed. He didn't come when they thought he would come, and they fell asleep while they were waiting for him to arrive. From a human perspective, and that's important, from a human perspective, Jesus has delayed his coming for his bride, the church, from a human perspective. Many have thought the rapture would have happened by now. I'm glad that Jesus waited until I got saved, right? But now that I'm saved, what's the holdup? Let's go. <laughs> Hebrews 10.37, listen, Hebrews 10.37 says, He who is coming will come and will not tarry. Jesus does not delay. He does not tarry. Jesus has not delayed his coming for his bride. It may seem like it to us as we're waiting for and longing for our bridegroom to come to take us to his father's house in heaven to be with him, but he hasn't delayed his coming. Jesus doesn't tarry. You know, sometimes you hear Christians say that or you hear pastors say that if the Lord tarries, he doesn't tarry. Hebrews 10.37 says he doesn't tarry. So don't say that. Don't say it around me, at least. (laughs) Verse 6 says, And at midnight, remember I said they send the Son, the Father sends the Son in the middle of the night at an hour you least expect. At midnight. And he comes with shouts, right? At midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose where they fell asleep while they were waiting and they trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Those who had no oil were not prepared when the bridegroom came. They weren't ready. And they asked the wise bridesmaids to share their oil. But the wise bridesmaids said, no, go buy some for yourself. Listen, no one will get into heaven with someone else's oil. What do you mean? You can't borrow someone else's relationship with Jesus Christ. You will not get into heaven because your mom and dad are Christians. And they drag you to church every Sunday. You will not get into heaven because your spouse is a devout Christian. You will not get into heaven because your grandfather was a pastor. No, you need your own relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to be born again. You. You need to repent of your sins and have saving faith in Jesus Christ. Personally, individually, you have to have your own oil. You can't borrow someone else's oil to get in. In 1 John chapter 5, John says, God has given us eternal life and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life and he who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Every person either has the Son and has life 
or does not have the Son and does not have life. You have the oil or you don't have the oil. He asked me how I know and I say bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website, too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family. It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.